What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the next episode. Currently talking to The Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Harris. I don't know what, but when the music, when I can hear the music, it just gives me hyped up. When I hear it, when we do the show at the beginning, it's a good soundtrack. It is. It gives good energy, good vibes. Yeah. Just, I don't know, just something about the horns and Ludwig really. Get you going. Ludwig really killed it on that one. Um, I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. This is the next episode, and always riding with me is my man, Chris Bucky Watts. What's up? Usually we do this show as soon as we can, but sometimes we physically can't do anything. (laughs) That is true. Uh, Chris had some bad, bad luck, so... But we're here. You know, we're here doing gonna, it now. Where we made it. We made it. We're supposed to do it, but some car mm-hmm. trouble and a trip gone awry, and it kind of uh, like how this, uh, like this episode started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things go a little bit south, and you got to just overcome. And now we're here recording, having a great time. And this is the way. Hell yeah! It's the only way sometimes. All right, Chris. Let's talk this episode. Um, last time I didn't like the last episode. I know this is so. This is a continuation to that part, but. Um, that was my first man, I think, on, on the Mandalorian episodes. But I liked defi- it. I feel like this episode made it better, So, but I'm still giving it a man. But this has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, directed by Chris's favorite director. Mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard did this one, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you always like, do you try and guess who's directing while you're watching the episode or can you t- I feel like it, it's it's so put together seamlessly that it's like they yeah it, they it doesn't make feel it like an anthology at all like it's really hard I honestly I had no idea who did this one I had no idea when Peyton Reed or whatever did the last one mm-hmm. I could I could probably sniff out a Taika just because of the way the humor will be structured in it True. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But there's very few that could walk in because, like you said, they do such a good job of making it feel like it's one thing. It's not like, wow, that episode was awesome. Oh, the next episode was poorly done. Like they're all high level and regulated yeah. really well to make sure they match up. So yeah, I, I think. Um, but it was. I, yeah, I mean, we're, we're obviously going to get into it. But I thought it was a wonderful episode. Um, I will agree. I, I think the difference between something like an anthology series where, you know, the directors put like each director, I'm definitely putting their hands and molding the clay on each of these episodes, but I think it's more of a collaborative um, sit-down meeting. It seems like they work together, because at least on that behind-the-scenes kind of gallery discussion Mm -hmm. show on Disney+, Plus that they put out, um, it seems like they talk about all that, and it seems like all the directors are kind of on set all the time. Right, totally. So it's kind of like a handoff. It's much like in-game when they're trying to get the gauntlet to the van but you're not totally. gonna like where it's parked totally how's it all being handed off who's it go from this person to this person how is it overseen absolutely yes. all right but i'm gonna tell you what this uh episode is about the ship is still damaged and crash lands on the moon of trask uh the frog lady re- is reunited by the way this is spoilers so if you haven't seen the episode you're slipping 
and it's and it's it's been out for five days now so pull your head out uh <clears throat> and the frog lady's husband directs the mandalorian to an uh inn where he learns that three uh wait, yeah he learns that three mandalorians have been seen and the captain of a trowler of quorum was that did i say that right quorum passes or mm-hmm. trowler of quorum offers passage to find those mandalorians um so they jump on a boat and this is where it gets pretty crazy uh at totally unexpected did you expect this next part to happen I, I didn't. I knew that the show definitely needed to kick up the story aspect, not just the Monster of the Week stuff, but I didn't expect it to go where it went, and, and it makes complete sense. It's very exciting. Yeah, so there's like a craglin of, of some kind of beast in this boat, <clears throat> and squ- Squid Face, number one, <laughs> he just kicks Baby Yoda's pod in the beast's mouth. I was not expecting that. Saviors come from the skies once again. They didn't care about anything. They just murked everybody. But Chris, I think this was a big, maybe it wasn't to some people, but it seemed like a big surprise to bring in this character of uh, Bo-Katan. I was not expecting to see this character. One of the main things that se- like separates everything right away is that we see Bo-Katan and her crew take off the Mandalorian helmets. So... Uh, Mandalorian kind of gets this um, vibe like he doesn't really trust them because they're not really, he feels like they're not really real Mandalorian. They're just wearing the armor. Very at least interesting at the because in this show, and this is something that we haven't talked about in the past before, but it was confusing to me, is the idea that I remembered clearly in Clone Wars and Rebels on the planet Mandalore, them constantly taking their helmets on and off. Now, we never saw Boba take his helmet off because he's only on screen for a few minutes, so there was this weird part of like, well, Boba Fett never took his helmet off. I guess they don't ever take their helmets off. Right. But then I'm like, wait, there's two shows of a total of like 150 episodes where multiple times you're seeing Mandalorians taking off their helmets. And I never really questioned it until this episode where I think we get a really interesting and kind of a cool twist on why he thinks that way. Yeah, I, def- and I think it's because like they're spread out after the Empire is cra- like was destroyed or whatever. So, I don't know, they're just separated on different, they're separated on different planets, so it's kind of... Sure. Well, it would be anything like, you know, she, Bo-Katan basically says to him, oh, you're of the, I can't remember which is the Guardian Watch or something like that. Yeah. Um, But But, basically, they're they're extremists. It's an exiled group of Mandalorians who went off and formed their own, I would go as far as to say, coven, they call it a covert, but a coven or like a, almost a cult, because... I just, at face value, as a viewer, was accepting that this is the way. This is the way that they operate. Mm -hmm. But now learning, oh, wow, this would be no different than, let's say, a fundamentalist Mormons, right? They're part of the Mormon religion, but they've been pushed away because they do some real crazy shit. And what we're learning about his style and his covert and what he's learned is a very controlled, like, ancient way of Mandalore when the culture... And the, on the main planet, and the remnants has moved on. They're like, no, we take our helmets off now. Like we're just people. Well, not. To, I mean, not only that, but he only's. I mean, there's a large history with Jedi, the Empire, and Mandalore. But he is just now getting to know about Jedi, which is also wild to me. I have a lot of questions about the show in general about that lately, especially the fact that people see 
the child and they're like, oh, I've never seen one of those before, but right. I keep doing the math. And even if Luke Skywalker was 30, that means that he would, the day he was born is when Yoda left the Citadel and ran away to Dagobah. 30 years, nobody has a picture of Yoda. Like nobody remembers the great Jedi master Yoda and how this thing looks just like him. Like, I'm not saying the kids need to have baseball cards, but, like, you think that people would know who the top Jed... That, that would be, like, you could go to anybody and be, like, a top football player. Like, hey, buddy, you know who Tom Brady is? In 30 years, you could probably say that. Somebody would be like... Or if you, somebody had a kid, and you're like, hey, here's my kid. And they're like, oh, shit, that kid looks like Tom Brady. Like, nobody. Everyone's like, never seen anything like this. Like, you guys don't have a camera? There's no TV? What are you talking about? Well, I would... I will say this... Um... It seems the Empire knows. Um, they they know about the species because they were which could be which is part well, of the, a, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is kind of weird they because we were going back to Tatooine a lot and we're we were seeing similar places that took place in the other films. So that's a good point. Um, I'm sure when we meet Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano's name gets pushed out in this one. So exciting. I'm sure but, when we meet here, there will be something about how the Empire covered up all the... Because that's what Sidious would do. That's the first thing I'd do. If I was Darth Sidious, I'd freaking erase all the history of the Jedi. I'd make sure no one freaking read about them in books. Or That's how dictatorships work. Right. So I guess, I mean, how far from episode three, and like how long of a time frame? It's a long time frame. Well, you say 30 years, right? It's about 30 years. The Empire has recently fallen. The New Republic's been installed. So Luke Skywalker's 18, and then he's 22, and then he's 25. So let's just say it's been five years. So yeah, give or take. Because uh, it's in it's Return of the Jedi is where he meets Yoda. Uh, he meets uh, he meets him in uh, Empire Strikes Back. No, you're right. Empire Strikes Sorry. Yeah. You idiot. <clears throat> yeah, I always get those two titles mixed up for some reason. Anyway. Um... Yeah, so the fact that, but getting back away from that, you know, really circling back to this episode, it's been cool to learn more about why he is the way he is, which I think will ultimately lead to hopefully him removing his helmet more. <coughs> um, but really, just the fact that we got uh, Bo-Katan and that it, I think she was played perfectly. Like, not only mm -hmm. is her armor exactly identical to what it was in Rebels, which was already dope, like that shape of the visor with like the painting, everything was perfect, but also... And I always do this, which is a real, real crying shame. But Katie Sackoff, is that how you say it? Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to go with Sackoff because it's Sackhoff. But Katie Sackoff is awesome. Like she was great on Battlestar Galactica and she's kind of bounced around and things here and there. But honest to God, like I looked at her and I was like, holy shit, that looks like the cartoon. Like that was like my imagination made Bo-Katan to be like they couldn't cast somebody better because she's badass, but she's also hot. But she's like got a Mandalorian vibe to her. I was like that. They know how to cast. They do good casting on this show. She's smart. She seems very yeah. smart. Yeah. And, and like I wouldn't mess with her. Like I could tell she's like this is one of the best Mandalorians out there. This girl. And we don't. You don't really get to see that in this one. You get to see her kick a little ass. But you really have had to do some research and watch the other shows to understand just how like badass she is. I mean, yes. she took down Darth Maul and his brother. Right, because Darth Maul magically survived that fall from episode one he did yeah he was cut by a lightsaber which in fairness medically speaking where he cut him he could survive and then yeah and then he went insane and then the witches brought him back to life and, and he had like a spider they had a spider he had, well he was a originally spider. a spider he had he had built his own legs out of junk in the core of the planet and then he sort of was like insane and then the the witches healed him 
right. and it's a whole thing. <laughs> Great show. If you haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels, really go do it because there's some shit you didn't even know. And honestly, not to spoil it, guys, but there's another Darth Maul Obi Wan lightsaber fight, and it's worth watching the whole show to get to like the third to last episode of Rebels just for that. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm gonna take your word for it, Chris. I've been trying. I tried to watch some of those the animated series, but I think I I didn't discipline myself uh enough to so good sit down so and watch good. them all so much to learn uh sasha banks is also in this movie which our episode which i i thought was pretty interesting she's a wwe wrestler another one who, so did, who did she play uh she played um was she the other mandalorian uh yeah Cosca reeves axe wove no she was Cosca reeves oh axe wove's the big guy cool yeah that guy's been in stuff too. I think he was in Baby Driver. <laughs> oh, really? Or something like that. He's definitely been in other things. Um. So at the end of this episode, minus after everything kind of chills out, and they realize that the the pay the trade was like, I will tell you where you could find someone. So if you help me try and take down this ship, and so I can find where the dark saber is. The, the Mandalorian doesn't. He doesn't know about the dark saber yet, right? Like he hasn't seen it. No, he doesn't even. He doesn't. He doesn't. He hasn't seen it. I would wager that he doesn't even know what it is if he grew up in a culture outside. But also possibly he will know all about it because of that well, we we don't know yet. But yeah, he just thought they were stealing weapons to help to help the Mandalorians take back Mandalore. But it right. turned out they were just looking for one very specific item. Well, he's gonna be. He's sent off to the city of Caladan. Is that right? Say that right? Yeah. Where he's supposed to be meeting a Jedi named who, Chris? Ahsoka Tano. I can't wait. We're really going to get into this now. Yes, this is going to crack open everything. I think the, I think a lot of fans are, are dying to see this, uh, especially being its Give me the by, uh, Rosario Dawson's going to crush Dawson. this role. We haven't seen Ahsoka since Rebels, and it's going to be it's she, gonna Now, be awesome. she is the apprentice of... Anakin. Anakin. She's Anakin Skywalker's apprentice. Who left the uh, Jedi. Then, yep. Left the Jedi Order. Couldn't do it after this kind of like murder that was pinned on her and like they didn't have faith in her. A whole big thing. Uh, but she yeah, left the Jedi Order. Didn't want to be a Jedi anymore. And then in Rebels, she's still. She's kind of like a rogue Jedi. Like you leave the Jedi Order, but you still have your lightsaber and all your powers. So she tries to stay under the radar, but she still kicks a lot of ass. All right. So this is my question for you, Chris. And then there is a rumor that she's. I'll say this now to get this out of the way, but there is a rumor that's that she's not going to be in the next episode. It'll be one more. I don't know. That's I just read that there's a good chance she's not in it, and I think a lot of people are expecting her to be in it, but we never know with this show. What episode? This was nine, ten. This was episode three. Yes. So how many more do we have? So after the next episode, there will be four more. So there, it is an eight episode season. Yes. Well, you know that I think they and four would be the halfway park. I think you gotta maybe you give one kind of like oh shit throwaway not throwaway but like some kind of endeavor and then five six seven eight you gotta get into it because they gotta deal with Moff Gideon their dark sabers in play and Ahsoka so they're gonna throw a lot ass they need to spread it out and not try and jam too much in to keep people in because we're all in exactly so there's gonna be a, it's gonna be the next I would say that that second half of the season is gonna be. Boom, boom, boom. Plus, they, they, it's a good chance there'll be longer episodes. Interesting. Um, my question to you, though, since we were talking about 
Yoda and the species and and that whole thing. Uh, Asaka Tano has she has she she knows who Yoda is, right? What'd you just say to me? I'm so sorry. You just black that one out. <laughs> she, it, it cut out on me there. Oh, she knows who she knows who Yoda is. Who? Asaka Tano. Oh, Ahsoka. Yes, absolutely. He's one of her Ahsoka biggest Tano. mentors and really um and really helped her make the decision. And she ended up reconnecting with him after he was a spirit. And uh, he kind of kept t- teaching her and a whole uh, kind of showed her the way. And yeah, so definitely she knows. She knows who all these people are. That's why she's going to see that little thing and be like, this son of a bitch looks just like Yoda. So that'll be a big thing then. We'll, yeah, that'll be that'll be huge. We'll finally get some stuff, some ideas, and maybe learn something. And she still has Jedi abilities, so you know it's interesting. And the and the thing you can go to is where was she during those movies, the Skywalker movies? It's like, well, she's right. probably you know who knows what she was doing, but we're gonna well, find we out. And we're gonna get all those answers. Well, we also know that there is another Star Wars show being put together with a sure a female f- uh, front who. It's supposed to be martial, a martial artist. So yes, it it could be that it could be a, a another solo show for her, or it could Ooh, be something that'd be, else. That'd be fun. But I'd watch that. Uh, Chris, overall, splash trasher man for this episode. Oh, it was definitely a, a splash. It was awesome. So excited to see it. it. It sets up things we've all been wanting, which is the story to get going. And here we go. Yeah. Now I got to give this one a splash myself. I think. This is an exciting episode. It kind of, as far as the team up goes, I don't think it's better than last season's team up with Bill Burr's team. That was like a whole crazy runaround, uh, which I really enjoyed. But this is exciting for the story going forward. I'm I can't wait for the rest of these episodes because it's going to be bangers from right. here on out. So. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the last episode. Stick around. Obviously, plenty more to come. Lots of spicy stuff to keep cooking up in this kitchen. So I'm, a, we're going to be around here doing this show until the season is over. And I just dropped. Hell yeah, we will. Oh, pen. you dropped a beat? No, I dropped a pin. Uh, that's not as fun. <laughs> Anticlimactic, for sure. I'm sure you heard all kinds of banging around. Uh, clang, 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 clang. Keep watching the show. Tell us what you think. Uh, tell us if we're off base. If you hated it, uh, I don't know how you're going to do it, but figure out a way. <laughs> definitely. And definitely check out our main show where we're talking Wayne. It's a yeah, show it's on sleeper. Amazon. Yes. It's we guarantee you missed it, and it's awesome. Yes, exactly. So check out that. Plus, we got major news over about uh, some, some video game stuff, Disney stuff. You know how we do a G-Splash. I'm Bradley Bax, my man Chris Bucky Watts. We out of here, baby. Peace.